welcome to Excuse My ADHD, a podcast for adults with or who think they may have ADHD. I'm your host, Jeanette, and this is my journey. Hello, and welcome to Excuse My ADHD, episode number 16, Authorized Generics versus Generics Part 2. I'm your host, Jeanette, and I am navigating ADHD one distraction at a time. Today's episode is the one I've been building to. I've taken all of the research and all of the information I can think of without going way overboard into science teachery mode, <laughs> and I've put it into this episode. I'm also going to tell you how to request the authorized generic so you can get it. I hope I don't bore you to tears. If you're a first-time listener, thanks for tuning in. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. Let's just get into it. Don't worry about writing anything down. I'm going to give you all the links you could ever want and the steps you need in the show notes. So just take it all in. I'm also going to post the transcripts as the show notes. So if you forget anything, you can just refer back to that. As in my last episode, I just want to make my public service announcement. This disclaimer needs to be very clear before I go any further with this episode. I am not a medical professional of any kind, nor do I play one on TV. I'm not promoting any of the medications that I have taken or that I talk about, nor would I suggest that any one of the ones that I have tried are the best ADHD medication or the best for anyone. A medication may be the best for me, but I'm one person with my own individual set of DNA and medical history that my doctor and I have referred to before making any decisions and to try any of the medications I talk about. You have to speak with your doctor, take into account any medications you're currently on, your medical history, any herbal things that you're taking. You can't just hop on a new medication just because. I'd also like to suggest carefully reading the possible side effects and look for any contradictions with your current medications. Contradictions is basically just a factor that serves as a reason to withhold medical treatment because of the harm it could cause the patient. The commercials you see on TV, the ones that tell you do not take if you're on an MAOI or to not take this medication with certain supplements. It's the same type of thing. The more you know. <laughs> okay, so now that's out of the way, I want to do a quick recap of the last episode. Basically, I just rehashed the list of medications and side effects that I've tried to date. Uh, I also go into the definition and differences between an authorized generic versus a generic. So just in case you don't remember or didn't listen, in which case you really should, an authorized generic is when the brand company licenses another manufacturer or distributor the right to sell their brand product as a generic. So that's right. An authorized generic is the brand name medication in sheep's clothing. Sneaky, huh? A generic, on the other hand, is a medication that has the same active ingredients may have different inactive ingredients. 
but it is bioequivalent to the brand, meaning that it is essentially the same thing, but maybe slightly less effective or cause increased or differing side effects, or in the case of Concerta, have a completely different delivery system. A generic is a copy of the brand developed by another company. Think of it like trying to recreate a recipe. You know what the main ingredients are, but you're not sure exactly how much of each to use or what kind. The meal is pretty much the same, but may taste slightly different. Say you're making a supreme pizza, for example. I had pizza at work the other day, so it's on my mind. You have your main ingredients. Dough, cheese, sauce, pepperoni, sausage, peppers, and onions. Let's say the brand uses a special four-cheese blend. They butter their crust, bake it slightly before adding their toppings, and they use yellow onions. These are all things you can't really tell by looking at it. So now you go to make your supreme pizza, and you use mozzarella cheese, white onions, and don't bake your crust or butter it before adding the toppings to finish baking. They're both still supreme pizzas, still have the same primary ingredients, They're only slightly different, and those slight differences can change the taste of the pizza all the same. Same thing with generics. Something I've been noticing while doing all my research for this episode is that there are misleading articles out there about the differences between generics and brand name drugs, such as um, this one that I found on the GoodRx site called Brand versus Generic, What's the Difference?, It states that they are the same, even has a link to an FDA website that states they are the same, but then goes on to say that they're bioequivalent on a different page and not the same. Even the FDA site has contradicting information, so what does that mean? Okay, so bioequivalent is defined in the Code of Federal Regulations, like the end-all be-all of federal guidelines as the absence of a significant difference, significant difference in the rate and extent to which the active ingredient or active moiety, I'm not sure how to pronounce that word, but I did look it up and it means an, it is the portion of an ion or molecule responsible for the activity of the drug. It's a piece of it. So your molecules, this big, whole, long, strand and this one little piece of it is what makes it active. Pharmaceutical equivalents or pharmaceutical alternatives become available at the site of drug action when administered at the same molar dose under similar conditions in an appropriately designed study. The important thing from all of that is the important main ingredients are there, but there are slight differences in the inactive ingredients. And as long as the difference is less than 20%, it's not considered a significant difference. means that the federal government sees it as bioequivalent. So let's see and apply this to Adderall. I mentioned before when I was first prescribed Adderall, that was the first introduction I had to even that there was a such thing as authorized generics versus generics. I didn't even know this was a thing, so I was told that I needed to request the manufacturer's Prasco, Amerigen, or Sandoz to get the authorized generic of Adderall. I didn't even know what that meant. First of all, you know, I had to do this because my insurance didn't cover the name brand. 
And two, because I had read that people had better luck with Adderall if it was the brand or authorized generic. I'm calling and I'm asking for these brands, not really knowing why I'm asking for them, just that these are the ones I need to ask. What's happening is that more and more companies are creating their own generic versions. Teva and Impacts have created their own generic versions of Adderall. They used to have the license for the authorized generics but then decided they wanted to make their own. That's why it's now Prasco, Amerigen, and Sandoz. If any of those have changed and someone wants to let me know, I will edit onto the show notes. But I don't know what's going to happen with the availability of generics in the future because so many are authorized generics because so many companies are doing this. They're making their own generics. So now to the most important one. And... This is the one that seems to cause people the most issues, Concerta. Chances are that you've been given a generic like I was. My first bottle of generic Concerta was from Malincrot Pharmaceuticals. I didn't think anything of it because generics, right? Pretty much the same thing. Wrong. I absolutely didn't learn anything from when I tried Adderall, mostly because it didn't work for me. Either way, when I tried the authorized and before, when I was just on the generic, for me, there wasn't really a lesson learned and I forgot about it. What I came to find out after, you know, remembering what little I had learned from Adderall, though, is to pay attention. I remembered the various complaints I'd seen on the Facebook groups about Concerta and issues with the generics not working. For Concerta, this is particularly important because part of what works with Concerta is their delivery system. This is how the pill is manufactured to let the medication into your system slowly over time. It's what makes Concerta so unique from its generics. Concerta's delivery is unique because of their patented OROS, O-R-O-S, or Osmotic Release Oral System. A little bit of history, because when you get the pill, the pill says ALZA on it, A-L-Z-A. The ALZA Corporation patented the OROS technology that is used to make Concerta, an extended release project. This means no one else can make the same delivery system. Alza merged with Johnson & Johnson in 2001, which if you remember from the last episode, they also own Janssen, and Janssen is the company that makes Concerta. This is just a little bit of background to explain why the pill says Alza on it and why it is the only one like it. Concerta Oros is composed of three parts. There's the outer layer that's designed to give an immediate release dose into the system. So when you take it, this first layer will immediately go into your system and will start working to get those neurotransmitters going. And then that is followed by a second drug layer that's released into the system by what they call the push layer. And it's made of a polymer that expands from the fluids that are in your system. And as it expands, the pressure pushes the medication out of the pill at a controlled rate over like the next six to seven hours. So I guess it, I guess the polymer kind of works like a sponge and soaks it. So as 
you imagine a sponge soaking up water and it just gets bigger. And as it gets bigger, it's pushing medicine through like a hole. What do the other generics do then, right? Well, they're all different. Since the patent for this delivery system does not expire until July of 2024, they can't copy it. Just try to come close. Some use a bead system. So if you, you know, those um, like capsules that have the little circles in them, those, that's the delivery system that some of them use. Others use, they take a laser and drill a little hole in the top to let the medication come out slowly through that. There's a few others still, but the thing is, none of them are the same, and none of them are the same as the Concerta. They're all attempting to do the same thing, but haven't quite figured out how to do it, at least not as well as Concerta does with the Oro system. Another important thing to note is that some people think the FDA rating of AB, which means it is an authorized generic, it does not. The FDA rates these drugs, and this, this was a discussion that I had on a Facebook group with a pharmacist. I had to explain that the rating just meant it was bioequivalent, which still allows for that 20% variance I told you about. The one generic manufacturer to be aware of is Mellencrop. This is the one that I told you that I tried first. And Cudco, which is now UCB slash Kremers Urban, FDA changed their orange book, which their orange book therapeutic equivalence codes, they range from A to B, and they all have different second letters, and some of them have third letters. It's a whole complicated thing I'm not going to try and explain, but basically AB means that it's it's indicating there's a therapeutic equivalence. Well, they were downgraded to BX, which means that the data isn't is insufficient to determine that any therapeutic equivalence It's also noted that they should not be automatically substituted for the brand if the insurance will not cover it. So not only are they saying not to substitute it for the brand, but that it's not a good enough generic to just be, you know, the default. So this to me, this is pretty significant. Please check your bottle. If you're just starting to take a generic for Concerta on your own ADHD roller coaster and it doesn't seem to be working, Or if you've been taking a generic and then all of a sudden it doesn't seem to be working, this could be why. Check your bottle, see if it's from Mallinckrodt or the UCB Kremers Urban, and try and get a different one. I'm currently taking a generic from Alvagen that seems to work. Um, The current company that sells the authorized generic is Patriot Pharmaceuticals. It's a subsidiary of the brand company Janssen Pharmaceuticals which again is owned by Johnson and Johnson. As if all of this is not complicated enough, the process of just getting the authorized generic was extremely painful. The following steps are what I pretty much had to go through and it was it's just it's ridiculous to me that I had to go through all of this just to get medication. It took me about a week because you know, by the time I got the prescription and it got in and then it was the weekend and then all of the, I had to do all of the things to get it fixed and then finally get it. So it took about a week. These are in a kind of order. I tried to put them in the order that I think you need to do them, but some of them kind of overlap. You'll, 
kind of figure it out as you read through it. But um, Gina Para from ADHD Roller Coaster, she has amazing info that she updates, and it's where I pretty much got started with everything. I'll have the link along with all of the others that I talked about in the show notes by Wednesday. I'll put the full transcript and everything out. The first thing you want to do is make sure your doctor checks the no substitution box on the prescription and writes it to say fill as directed. This is important because then you'll be more likely to get what you need from the insurance company and the pharmacy. If they don't check those boxes, the pharmacy will just put whatever generic they have to fill. Check with your insurance company to make sure that it'll cover the generic you're trying to get first. You may want to call them, ask them if they cover, you know, methylphenidate. Make sure they do. You'd be surprised, but it has actually happened, um, not to me, but I've read that there are cases that the insurance company will only cover the brand and not the generic, where it's usually kind of the opposite. And then there are also times when some generics are covered, but others are not. Check with your insurance company before you do anything. Get the NDC or National Drug Code Number. This is probably one of the most key parts because it's going to make everything else easier. This is the number that the pharmacist will use to request the authorization slash prior authorization from your insurance company to fill it and to pay for it. It's what will be approved and what the pharmacy will fill. What you will need to do is get this number is go on the FDA's website. It's easiest just to Google NDC number. You'll find it or the link is in the show notes along with all the others. You can look it up by different things. They have a couple, they have like a drop down box and you can look it up by the proprietary name, which means the brand name, Concerta, and it'll pull the codes for the brand and any generics. You'll need to know either the generic or non-proprietary name, which is methylphenidate hydrochloride or the labeler. The labeler is the authorized generic. So in this case, you would want to look up Patriot because that's who sells the authorized generic. You'll also want to know what dosage your prescription is being written for. Is it 18, 27, 36 milligrams? This is going to help you narrow down the NDC number you want because the NDC number is made up of three sets of numbers. There's a descriptor code that gives you know, what the medication is, one that gives the labeler, one that gives the dose. It's all broken down. So for example, for a 36 milligram dose, your NDC number is 10147-0688-1. It's the NDC number that you would use if you're on a 36 milligram dose to get the Patriot authorized generic. Now, after you have that, call your pharmacy to see if they even carry that manufacturer. They prefer the NDC number, and this is going to be so much easier because you can just call them, say, hey, I'm trying to see if you carry this authorized generic. I have the NDC number. Then all they have to do is type it into their computer. They find it really quick. Otherwise, they have to go look around the store, see if they have it. By that number, they can tell if they have a contract with the company that sells that drug, if they have it in stock, or if they can or cannot order it. Having this number makes things so much quicker quicker, quicker than having, than them having to look it up by name. Trust me, I promise I've, I've done it both ways. 
With the NDC number, it takes less than 20 seconds for them to look it up. Without it, it takes minutes. Call them, ask them if they carry that NDC number, and if so, then they need to request approval from your insurance company based on that number. I'm not sure if all insurance companies work the same, but I did run into the situation that my prescription had been written for a generic but it had been requested and approved on a specific NDC number, the one the pharmacy sent in. When I asked for the authorized generic NDC, I had to get a whole new approval, which was part of my delay. It is important to make sure you know the pharmacy carries the authorized generic before getting the prescription filled, and don't forget to make sure that the pharmacy is requesting the correct NDC for approval from your insurance. I had to get a second prior approval again because I had not done this and it was a pain and meant not only did I have to go the weekend without my meds, but two more working days. That's how big of a delay it caused me. Once all of this is done and you're ready to pick up your prescription, check the bottle. Make sure it is what you requested, as in the authorized generic. Read the label. If you aren't sure and can't tell by the label, it doesn't say Patriot somewhere on there. It doesn't look like the picture I'm going to post on the website. Ask, because once you pay and leave, it's too late. That's your prescription. You can't get it filled again. This is how I discovered that after the first month of taking the authorized generic, I worked so hard (laughs) to get the pharmacy. No longer has a contract with the manufacturer and can no longer get the authorized generic. Apparently, you have something else you have to look out for. The companies, the pharmacies, renegotiate their contracts yearly, like around December is what I was told by the pharmacist. Ask the pharmacy when they renegotiate so you know and mark your calendar to make sure you're checking your authorized generic. But you should check the bottle every time. I would absolutely check the bottle every time. Again, if you don't know what to look for, ask the pharmacist because you want to make sure that your authorized generic isn't getting swapped out for some other generic. That'll probably also mean that, guess what? You're starting all over again. Did I mention I hate this whole thing? I hate this so much. Why is it so hard? Everything is already harder for us. Why does this have to be this hard? I mean, never in my life have I had so much trouble trying to get a medication. When you're calling, I'm going to go ahead and let you know, I you, you're going to have to probably call multiple pharmacies to find one that carries the authorized generic, and it may not be the one that you put your drug contract in with your doctor. Check your pharmacy first. If they don't carry it, then check until you find one that does. And once you have, explain all of this to your doctor so they understand why you're requesting to switch pharmacies. Because I don't know if it's what all the state's laws are like or countries or whatever, but I know that when I had to go in and sign my drug contract, it states that I will only go to a specific pharmacy that's on that contract. So I had to have it changed. And that, again, was, you know, a pain and a bunch of hoops I had to jump through. Explain to your doctor, you know, all of this about the authorized generics and the generics and specifically for Concerta because of the delivery system. You know, studies have shown, they did studies on adolescents that show that the Concerta delivery system does actually work better. Once you've explained that, they may even thank you. Like some of the nurses and the pharmacists and even my doctor understood more about why I was driving them crazy and being such a pain in the butt. And they even, you know, some of them even thanked me for telling me that because they didn't. 
You also have to worry about the company that currently holds the license to sell the authorized generic may not always be the same. They are also renegotiating with the brand company to keep the authorized generic. And then there's others like Teva and Impacts with Adderall who are, you know, deciding not to have the authorized generic anymore and make their own. There's just so many things that we have to do. I know I've probably bored you to tears at this point, so I'm going to call it a day. This was a really big pain point for me, and I'm sure it is for everybody else. We go through so much already just to get the medication. And then we have this huge roller coaster of trying to find the one that works. And then if you find the one that works, and especially with Concerta, all of these other things are working against us to try and keep it. We got to help each other. If you have any other information or anyone you know has information, send it my way. Gina Perez website. She's constantly updating. Until next time, I'm going to leave you guys with that. Good luck. Thank you for listening to Excuse My ADHD. If you like what you hear, don't forget to please subscribe, rate, and leave an awesome review. Show notes and social media links are available at www.excusemyadhd.com. Until next time.